Chola slaps. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. Suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Nate from the Gamers Guild featuring his sweet, sweet tones. What's happening, my guy? Uh, I still think these tones are overrated from what you and everybody else is making them out to be. But, man, I, I am good. I am here. I am excited. Good, yeah. Uh, and how can it be overrated when literally everyone is like, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> See? See, you just gotta, just gotta take it. You know what I mean? I'm just rolling with it, sure. Just roll with it. So, Nate, we have kind of an interesting show today. We're just kind of chilling, having a conversation today. It's a little bit of a different thing than what we normally do, and... First thing, right off the rip, I want to go ahead and announce we are doing another giveaway. So we've got the new quote-unquote X-Men wave, mutant wave, we'll call it that. And we are going to do a giveaway featuring Gambit and Rogue, Magic and Colossus, X-23 and Honey Badger, and Juggernaut. So check out the pinned post on our Facebook page. It's House Party Protocol podcast over there on Facebook. Or you can uh, click the link in the description. There will be a link to our Facebook page right there. So, yeah, stay tuned here. And on the 24th of February, we will announce the winner of that giveaway. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. And to get some extra bonus entries, if you're interested, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And if you are a Mark V backer, on that, then you will get two extra entries into our giveaway. So make sure to go check that out, and uh, good luck to everyone out there. And a little later in the show, we're going to do what we always do and give you guys a secret code word. But for now, Nate, I think we just uh, have a little conversation today, just kind of a chill day. We hadn't had any new breaking news from MCP lately, and I think... uh, we're going to talk about some roster stuff today, talk about some events, talk about how the three-box challenge event that you ran went, maybe some lessons learned from that, things you might do differently, might change up uh, next time or keep the same. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, sounds like it's going to be a good show. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited. Excellent. It's going to be, it's going to be chill. It's a nice uh, change of pace from some of the other stuff that uh, has been going on. Exactly. So, Nate... This three-box challenge thing that uh, you did, why did you decide to format it like a tournament when you when you kind of made that? And, and like, was it the culmination of a league, or was it just like a, hey, bring three boxes, let's have some fun, roll some casual dice here? No, it, the, was, there was no league, although I, you definitely can do three-box challenge stuff as a league. Uh, but I, I kind of had this idea to uh, make my own little OP kit of sorts anyway and stuff. Uh, and I, the, the casual nature, like it's very hard to get people to show up and just be like, Hey, come out for a casual 
game day. So you, you pitch it as an event and you make it uh, just do some really casual Swiss pairings uh, and uh, had fun with it, I think. Yeah, I got to say, it was a pretty fun event. I uh, definitely enjoy always getting together for something that you run because it's always impeccably done. And I got to say, the, the boards always look great. I like how you did the Hank Pym board, like the play mat with toys mm-hmm. on it. Like, you know, obviously having a new baby, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, you, you got plenty of extra supplies laying around. Exactly. So I really enjoyed that. And I really liked the format. I thought it was a nice, fun change of pace because I don't know about you, but I've been kind of in like competitive brain for a while. So mm-hmm. to kind of take that and and maybe put it on the back burner a little bit, like I wasn't trying to quote unquote win. I just wanted to go and have fun and roll dice and try cool stuff. And I did that. Yep, and I think uh, I think most everybody did except uh, one person that came with you who just uh, whipped out hardcore mode. But <laughs> well, look, Sean, it's okay. We still love you, but you know what you he, did. He didn't get to play at his event. He he was he was angsting for some uh, some some heavy dice rolls. That's it. That's it. Well, he definitely heavy dice rolled and uh, and took the crown. Congrats to Sean of three box challenge time and uh, to everyone that showed up and that we got to hang out with and meet and everything. I really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun games and you know, I got to say that, uh, that was uh, just a really good event and, and each game came with like a different set of challenges that I really enjoyed trying to explore with convocation and everything. Like the first game I played into a force. So like, what do I do with she Hulk, you know, because mm-hmm. she's, obviously like the physical powerhouse and there's a whole bunch of other physical things in that roster that that was brought i believe it was brad that played that and and it just presented an interesting bit of challenges because as convocation like physical is my worst thing so i had to ask myself do i deal with she hulk with positioning or do i deal with she hulk with just trying to to beat her down as fast as possible yeah through attrition exactly and i went with the positioning aspect of it and it worked good for the most part in terms of dealing with She-Hulk herself but at the end I wasn't quite able to pull far enough ahead on points and Brad was able to come back and score those finishing points. I was ahead and he was able to tie it at the end of I think it was the fifth round Mm -hmm. and so we had to play that extra round and it was like well no matter what I do you're winning this one now because he had like half my models killed and, you know, it was one of those things like, can I just make it? Nope. No, I can't. Yeah, it was uh, it was an extremely close game. It was. I think he ended up winning only by like two points or something. But either way, yeah. it was incredible game, incredible fun. And I bring that game up as an example of if you're out there, Suits, and, and you've got new models that you want to play or you're kind of playing in a more casual thing. You know, I, I played like Ultron and Zemo in my convocation and tried to just kind of you know, put different stuff and try different strategies and, and figure out what works and, and just have fun with it. And, and that's what I did in this matchup. And pretty much every other time I've played She-Hulk, I don't know about you, but I've pretty much tried to just kill her every single time. Mm-hmm. It was fun to try something different. Yeah, she's a... Convocation is kind of like uniquely equipped to handle her in the in the other way, especially with Doctor Strange being like, hey, go go... Go take a hike. Get placed within range three. 
because uh, otherwise she just has that aggressive esque ability on her where if she gets attacked and damaged, like she just walks back short anyway. Exactly. And that's what I tried to use as much as possible was her uh, just just you go walk away. <laughs> we don't need to see you over here in the middle of the board anymore where this objective is. Thanks for playing. Yep. And Nate, you mentioned kind of putting together your own OP kit. Tell me what that process was like. Man, it was uh, it was weird. It was cool. It was fun. Uh, so basically, uh, one of the things, because I'm really a big fan of these more casual formats, some of these fan-made ones like the $100 draft format that uh, Coffee Time made up, uh, oh man, feels like, I guess it was like a year Forever and a half ago, ago or something at this point. Yeah. Uh, so that that was really cool. Uh, Mark's three box challenge is another great example, and there are a few others that are beginning to pop up. We've got the the team tournament format uh, going to Adepticon. There's a snake draft format, and so there's so many just like cool ways to to play this game already from AMG, and having some fan made ones into the mix and just keeping it fresh is wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the one thing I have against the three-box challenge is there is a large lack of variety in uh, threat values because usually you maybe have one of your three boxes comes with a not – or just another crisis card, I guess. Right. So threat value, but also just mission variety because you're all the ones in the core box – you're, you're going to keep seeing them over and over. And so if you're doing like a five-week league or even just like a, a three- or four-round event, uh, having some extra threat values in there so that it's not just instantly the, hey, whoever has the better 17-point list wins, uh, but by having a 14, 15, 16, so on, threat values uh, kind of diversifies the field, uh, makes people have to plan a little bit more versatilely. Uh, as well as just uh, throws in some other fun jank. Yeah, and uh, fun jank <laughs> was the name of the game in this one. And I gotta say, Nate, I really enjoyed these crises that you came up with. And I've gotta ask, is there a way for other people to get their hands on those? Uh, yeah, so uh, full details are actually coming out tomorrow in a video that I uh, release alongside a character review. Uh, but basically, I have about 20 of these organized play kits uh, that in the, within those organized play kits, there are eight sets of uh, tactic cards as well as a art card that can be used as a tactic card if you want for the event uh, that, in my opinion, looks really cool. I don't know. I'll, I'll get your take. What, what do you think of the uh, Iron Fist healing up Daredevil? I think it's pretty cool. Uh, like it's a it's a neat little homage to Medpack, and I like the idea of like Iron Fist using his chi power to heal up a broken Daredevil because we've pretty much all read that Daredevil story, and at the end of that Daredevil story, and this is I mean literally any Daredevil story, he's beat to bloody hell. Yep, pretty much. So I've got these uh, organized play kits, uh, sets of eight, very much like what AMG has been putting out, uh, and. I'm I'm asking for about forty dollars, including shipping, for anybody who wants these within the states. The idea is, if you are able to get other people to chip in with you, it should just be five dollars a person, uh, and uh, it also comes with like the rules or suggestions, at least, on how to run your own organized play kit league or 
do it as an event like we did where it's just like a tournament kind of uh, ordeal. Uh, but the main reason is, I guess, because I really I think especially right now after the holidays, it's a great time to grow your communities. Uh, a lot of people have just gotten uh, Christmas presents and stuff in the form of Marvel Crisis Protocol and might be looking. I know we have at least three new players here in Nashville, which is really exciting. Uh, just uh, from December to January. Uh, and so it's a great, uh, the three box league is a great way to kind of replicate what other games have in a slow grow mm-hmm. league. Uh, would you mind explaining what a slow grow league kind of is or does for a community? Cause I, I'm almost out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've said a lot. So yeah, we did a slow grow, a slow glow blow. Sorry. Ugh. It's English is hard, okay? We did a slow grow league here in Memphis very recently, and shout out to Rob or Rylan, as some people might know him out there on the Discord land, and and he kind of put it all together, and I got to say, he did a really great job, and basically, a slow grow league, it's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but the way that he did it with MCP was, okay, look, we're starting in this three box format, you're saying, you get the core set plus three boxes of your choice. And for the first three weeks, you had predetermined crisis setups. So basically, if you've got a lot of new players, they are going to know what's coming and they don't really have to do much roster building. It's just try to try to meet this requirement. Every week you can bring something different and, and try to meet up these things as a way to kind of onboard new people and get new people into the game so and it was and i say every week it was actually every two weeks that's another thing about a slow grow is generally your time between matches is a little bit longer to give people time to build paint and just engage with the game and the community by and large Mm -hmm. and so then after that first three weeks then it was okay rosters are locking and each week you can add a new box of characters to your roster. So you got to take something out and put put these new things in if you want to. So like, for instance, I know Sean, he played Criminal Syndicate during this league. And so each week he was adding a new box of Criminal Syndicate characters to the roster. And then by the end of it, which I think it was like eight weeks long, I want to say. And maybe, I think that sounds about right. I can't remember exactly. But by the end of it, you know, you had this whole CS roster or somebody had a whole X-Men roster that they were able to play with and enjoy on the tabletop. And then you, you know, after that midpoint, you get into the complete roster building, you know, putting in crisis, figuring out what works best for your team, all of that stuff. So slow grow, put simply in a nutshell, is just slowly adding elements of the game into each week's matchup or or each designated period's matchup and then growing the game and the community into a full-fledged thing by the end of it and what we did and Nate you participated in this event at the end of that league we had a big tournament so Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to have a big tournament but slow grow is pretty wonderful I've been a part of a few of them now in different things and uh, I got like I said Rob impeccable job I've uh, I did one myself as part of Guild Ball, which was just wonderful. And that company at the time, Steamforge, they had a really nice like organized play kit that was designed to walk you through a slow grow league. And it's one of those things that 
with Crisis Protocol, I think it's maybe lacking a little bit. Is is that true organized like step by step progression into the game? Because I don't know how you feel about this, Nate, but for me, you go to the store, you pick up the core set, and it doesn't even have the full rules in there. It's just got to learn to play, and it's kind of like it just doesn't kind of build on itself mm-hmm. unless you you have like a bigger community to build with it. I think. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, there, there's kind of the uh, there, there's the open space where you can go to one of what feels like a hundred different content creators at this point, uh, all of which, uh, all of whom in some way or shape, fashion uh, have some sort of like, hey, like here, like you've got your core set, get some extra stuff. Like this, these are the things you should be looking for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like at, at your local scene, uh, you, you don't necessarily always want to be able to just point at somebody's uh, podcast or YouTube channel or blog. Uh, you want to be able to kind of be like, oh yeah, interact, have suggestions, uh, and have a kind of a path for them to to follow. Uh, and the, the three the three box challenge slash slow grow slash whatever else you want to call it uh, are are just great ways to kind of grow your community, especially just to to kickstart some new players who are maybe curious about the game but aren't like super experienced. Uh, while it also uh, giving the the veterans uh, who have far 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 more than just three boxes. Uh, still gives them uh, some list building challenges, which are kind of fun and refreshing. Uh, but also, uh, when somebody comes in looking for like a three box game, maybe also know to in their head take down the your your crazy plays and stuff. Take take that down a notch and just roll some dice. Exactly, exactly. And it's one of those things where I think I've talked about this before. I maybe alluded to it a little bit, but Nate as a content creator, it's really easy for us to get kind of wrapped up in our own little world sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think what you did with this organized play kit that you've put together is really nice and kind of getting out of that little echo chamber that we find ourselves in very regularly. Yeah. (laughs) Very simple. I'd like to think so. At least it's, it's hard to, to fully know, but the the idea of it at least is uh, is kind of that and so if uh, maybe if your community is looking to to pick up new players or uh, you're just looking to to get people out to game nights again or something like that uh, this might be something uh, worth picking up shoot me an email uh, if you go over I'm gonna pitch myself early I'm gonna throw Will <laughs> off here uh, go over to my YouTube channel the Gamers Guild. Uh, at the bottom of every single video in the description, you can find either a link to my Facebook page or my email address and just uh, shoot me a message there if this is something that you're interested in knowing more about. So, yeah, I I just I think slow grow if you're if you're just bringing in a community and stuff, I think it's a way to go. And I do think that, Nate, this pack you put together is is impeccable for that. And I yeah, feel free. You did throw me off. So I'm waffling a little bit here. Don't judge me. <laughs> well, do you, uh, you, you've played the crisis uh, that I that I've come up with. Did you did you have a favorite one or anything like that? I'm I'm 
genuinely curious. I absolutely did. So my favorite was the F-shaped secure that was structured like the Deadly Meteors type thing, where if you control three out of the five, you get three points, I think it was, or is it two points? Uh, three points, yeah. Three points. The uh, Atlantis attacks, the coastal cities are flooded. Yes, so I really liked that, just because it was different. You know what I mean? Like, So we, we've seen these kind of crises before, where if you control the majority, you get all the points, and that's cool. And what was interesting about this one is, while the middle point on that F shape, so it's the one that looks like the, fi- the five of a five side of six sided die it's the five if you think about that right mm-hmm. if you're trying to visualize it while i'm talking here because you don't have it in front of you but it's it's that shape so four corners and one in the middle and the interesting thing about, i found about that crisis is while the one in the middle lends itself to kind of being like the one to fight over you actually don't have to fight over that middle one the entire time and like if your opponent leaves one of the other ones kind of available well, you can go grab it, and it doesn't feel like you're you're missing out on anything. I guess this is the way to put it. Like, I don't know how to kind of quantify the enjoyment of something like that, but to me, that was really fun and really dynamic. And I like things that put players in a position of having to make decisions. So it's like, okay, I can go and attack someone on the middle. Or I can double move to one of the other corners, and boom, I'm taking one that they had accounted for themselves. Yep, you're either contesting it so they're no longer counting it, and uh, yeah, having having it counted secures instead of control uh, changes the dynamic. It has a, a, a fun little interact where you roll the... because uh, they're all uh, drainage pumps is the idea. Mm-hmm. And so you, you roll your character's physical defense, and if you roll a critical, you can push another character within range two away, but if you roll a failure, they also get to push you away. So uh, just if you're a little too strong, you can bust that valve in the wrong direction too. Oh, man, we all out here bussing. Yeah, but kind of my idea was I I hoped uh, some of these created some interesting decision points. Uh, I think my favorite one that I've made uh, was the radioactive container leaks downtown, which is it's a little bit of a weird one. Uh, it's also it's an extraction one. There are also five uh, radioactive waste piles, and so what your characters do at the beginning is uh, you're going around, you roll your energy defense, and as long as you get a critical or a wild, you clean up that uh, waste pile, and you score one victory point instantly. You don't pick it up; it just disappears. Yeah. And then when the last one is picked up. Uh, it becomes the extract that you're fighting over for the rest of the game, and it's worth two victory points, all that stuff. Uh, but it kind of makes you hesitate to grab the two on your side first, uh, because then it possibly leaves your opponent the chance to steal away the extract. Yeah, I actually didn't get to play that one. It didn't come up in my matches, but that one is one that I find to be a very interesting design choice, because like you said, it's... You can go ahead and grab the one victory point, but now you've got this, like, it's slower scoring scenario that it becomes. Like, you start right off the rip, you're scoring a few victory points, right? But then, all of a sudden, you're you're playing a game that's akin to scrolls, where it's like, chase down the person that has the thing. Mm-hmm. And it was very exciting. I wish I had gotten to play that one, but I didn't. 
And the other one that I got to play that you did that would kind of be like an honorable mention for me was the one with the bomb thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't drop the bomb, Will. <laughs> don't don't drop it. So it, it I don't, if anybody gets this OP kit, seriously, just don't you don't even need to like pull and try to do an event. Just play this crisis because it's going to surprise you. And basically, it was nice to see something on the herbs setup. What is that? A? A, yeah. Yeah, so it was nice to see something on the herbs where, like, it's two on each side, but then they're, like, the caddy corner, kind of go get them and everything. And the idea with this one was where you had, it was kind of the inverse of herbs. So, like, you had Mm -hmm. to get the bomb that was on your side to the base that was on the opponent's side. And if at any point you pick up your bomb and you are dazed and you drop it, like, what is it? Everyone around the bomb takes a bunch of damage and stuff? Everybody around the ta- the bomb takes a point of damage and gets incinerated. That's right. It was awful. And then once you take it to the base, it's automatic score four victory points, but then the bomb's gone. There's no more bomb. Uh, it, it ultimately will score you six victory points. Six. Sorry. Six total. Uh, but yeah, the, the bomb goes, it detonates, uh, damages people nearby. Uh, but uh, so you, you get a wealth of sudden victory points. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe even anybody uh, left over trying to defend the base gets blown up with it. Exactly. Which is the strategy I tried. And needless to say, they all died. <laughs> it was awesome. I was playing Evan in that one. And uh, shout out to Evan, because he ate my lunch that match. He just destroyed me. I think I scored three victory points the whole time. I had the bomb on Ultron, and Ultron just could not stand the heat. Ultron, uh, yeah, he's he's really good at staying alive, but not in the traditional sense, I guess. Yeah, and especially when you don't bring Age of Ultron. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, no, it was bad. He had 10 power on him. I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Mistakes were made. They were made. But speaking of mistakes made, Nate, I think I talked about our my three-box roster that I took there a while ago. But now, Nate, I would like to uh, pivot and talk about kind of some upcoming events that we have going on. Yeah. And I want to start with one that you're going to in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, it is uh, scary close since I have very little idea of what I'm taking. Okay, so for those of you out there interested, there is an event in Birmingham, and I'm not sure what the name of the event's called, but again, check the link in the description. I'll make sure to link to it, and shout out to Merzane and Kenny and those guys down there setting up that event. It's uh, going to be a pretty exciting one, I think. And Nate, you have no idea what you're taking. Like, What, what are you thinking right now? What, you, what is even on your mind? Uh, so right now I've, I've been kind of wanting to, to break out to Steve's Avengers after the updates in a, in a serious way, uh, to see how, uh, how viable I can get them on the tabletop. Uh, but the other side of me, and you're going to love this is I've never actually taken web warriors to an event. And well, like, well. I love web warriors. I've had a lot of success with web warriors, but like, I just, I've never done it before, so I'm kind of I'm teetering between those two options. Of like, do I go with my old flame uh, with the Avengers, or do I uh, try this other thing? Well, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Web Warriors all day every day. But with that said, I mean, I remember Nate back in the uh, back in the olden days, you know, before the game was even released, you know, many, 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 many 
years ago, you know, that time long past. You were definitely saying before the game even came out, you're an Avengers player, good guys all the way, Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. Oh, and yeah. I know you kind of let that that uh, dream go a little bit. And Hold I up think now. I, I, I rock the Sam spam. It's oh, still Avengers. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> but I know Captain America was pretty high up on your list, and I think that it's time to bust old Steve back out. Yeah, either way, I get to play Venom. Either way. I mean, Venom's pretty spicy in Avengers. He's real spicy. He's pretty spicy. So, what do you even have like a framework of what an Avengers roster for you would look like at this point? Uh, a very, very general framework is uh, do you have a Hulk? kind of with what I'm working with. Do you have a Hulk? Uh, I have at least a Hulk. I'm not sure if it's the Buster or Bruce, though. The Buster or the Bruce, got it. <laughs> Hulk's in the name. That's all I know. That's all you know. Okay, so 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 let's let's spitball it a little bit. Like, what are you, what are you feeling? What's the framework? What's the the loose idea of an idea? All right, let's workshop. Uh, so obviously, we need Steve because it's Steve's adventures. Absolutely. Uh, we need a Buster or a Hulk. So we're we're just gonna slot number two is dedicated to six threat monster that nobody wants to deal with. Okay, which could also include She Hulk. Could also include She Hulk. Probably not likely. I think the the other two are more geared toward what I want out of that six threat role. Uh, she Hulk can absolutely still be uh, gross, but I feel like uh, Hulkbuster and Hulk. Uh, cause more questions than She-Hulk does when she's without her uh, special delivery. Uh, yeah, mad respect there. Mm -hmm. uh, from there, uh, we go with Steve's best friend, who's a robot named Vision. The Vision robot. His, his best friend who's a robot. You mean has a robot arm? No, no, no. V Vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vision, Vision is does, Steve's best friend. As I say, Vision does have a robot game. arm. He does have he, a robot He does arm. technically have a robot arm. <laughs> right. I mean, let me ask you this, Nate. Could you ever, in any kind of a world, see yourself not playing Vision? Uh, when I'm playing Steve? No. I mean... Uh, he He's at least always making the 10. Yeah. Uh, he's affiliated... And he he generates as much value as you could want off of any other uh, character with Steve's leadership, and that that's really all I'm doing uh, with Steve is I I'm trying to ride the value town with the power efficiency uh, to just kind of outmatch my opponent in that category. I respect that. I like it. I like it. Uh, so so what's next? Uh, so next up, we have another four-thread adventure who's a lot more reasonable release who also really effectively uses Steve's leadership, uh, and that's the good Dr. Voodoo. Ah, yes. Also, very good. However, you don't get the discount on his possession, but uh, generally you don't need it. Yeah, I was about to say, you, you, you don't use the discount on that. You use the discount on the throw, and then you possess somebody. Exactly. And then he's also got the reactive side of it to call the Brother Daniel token back to himself if he needs to roll some extra defense dice. Mm -hmm. You know, let me ask you this, Nate. I find myself generally not doing that. Like, it's very, very corner case when I bring Brother Daniel back because more often than not, if I'm going to be dazed, I'm okay with being dazed and whatever model I put this, you ain't going to score this round on. 
just doesn't mm-hmm. get to score that round. Uh, it's typically a matter if uh, Voodoo has activated or not. Yeah. Uh, yep. Good point. Because then you can just throw it back out anyway if he hasn't already gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from here, keeping with the unaffiliation picks, uh, Iron Man is now really good in Steve's Avengers. I thought that he did not get tuned up enough. And I think for the general world as a whole, that's true. Uh, but he's fine in Steve's Avengers now, mostly because Ricochet Blast is now ridiculous. Ricochet Blast is pretty great. Friday AI only costing you one is super great. And... You also get access to the Spirit Bomb. You also get access to Spirit Bomb. I'm not sure if that is making it in this one. I think if you're running uh, Sam, you you probably bring both. I've brought both. I dazed two characters in a round by Iron Man just going like, here's a tactic card. Here's another tactic card. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's pretty wonderful. Great. It was rude. rude. Um, so let's see. We've got some. We've got plenty of good in affiliation characters at this point. Let's uh, let's go ahead and throw in one more, and that's a one that I've only picked up again recently, but has been putting in an absolute ton of work. And it's kind of like, man, why did I ever leave you by the wayside? Uh, and that's T'Challa, man. Oh yeah, the, the dude smacks. Oh, uh, the kids say slaps, Nate. Oh, apologies. T'Challa slaps. Yes. Yes, that he does. But why why does he slap so good with Steve Avengers? Uh, Well, you spend one power, and then you just get to reroll all your attack dice for the rest of the turn. (laughs) Yeah, the mantle is so good. Like, I got to say, I completely agree with you on the, like, characters that I don't put on the table as much as, like, I once did. And it's purely a function of, look at all these new toys I've got. Oh, 100%. And so, like, here I am going back, and the only character that wasn't that was released more than three months after the game has been Dr. Voodoo. Like, Steve, Hulk, Vision, Panther, Iron Man. Mm. That, yeah. That's the first three months of the game. Yeah, it's classic. You see, and that's why you should play Steve Avengers. It's classic. I mean, it gives you all those nostalgia bunnies in there, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Well, let's see. So that uh, that puts me to six total. Uh, let's go ahead and start throwing some out of affiliation characters. Uh, Venom, yeah. easy easy slot in. Easy slot in. For me, at least. Yeah, no, I think it's fair. I like Venom. Uh, the next one is going to be one that maybe throws you through a little bit of a loop. Ooh. And that's going to be Loki with the Mind Gem. Okay. Okay. There's a loop. I'm about halfway up, and I think I might be coming back down now. Yeah, you know how uh, like Corvus Glaive, like uh, offensive juggernaut, because he just wrecks people all the time. Yeah, I do know this. Yes, I've, I've been on the I receiving end. Loki is the only other character that can count blanks as successes on attack rolls. Mmm. Mmm. Little, I'm a god, right? Uh huh. I am a god. Yeah, but yeah. but he doesn't attack so good. I don't know. Five dice, counting six sides as successes, seems pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. And the other side of Loki that just really does well with everything else that I have listed so far. Well, so we're eight characters deep. 
there's a theme that you may not have noticed. I'm picking up on it. What What is that theme? So the theme is one, you're discounting your power. And then now with Loki, you're kind of messing with the power generation, of the other team, right? It's yeah. a, it's a so power, it, power, power. Uh, I don't want to say sap, but it's a power economy. You're messing with the economy. Yep. I, I am just full on making sure I can abuse the economy. Uh, the other thing that's really rude is so far, eight out of eight characters have ways to reposition enemy models. Yep. Yep. That was just, that was the secret hint right there. Yeah. Just kind of sneakily in there uh, as, a, as another way to kind of tax what your opponent's doing. You use superpowers, you use some attacks, uh, and you just continually make them spend more power for stuff and make them waste action economy to move back onto points. Yeah, I love it. I love all of it. So, so you you added Venom and Loki with the Mind Gem, which is which is nice. I like that. Yep, I tried Space. Not not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Mm, I can see that. Well, I mean, even though it's cheaper now, like teleporting your own people versus moving the enemy. There, there's an extremely nasty play, but I'm just not that kind of guy. Oh, but but. but, but. Was do, do you want to know? Do well, you want to know what the the disgusting thing I discovered after talking with uh, Shadow Marvel is? I I need to know now. Shout out to uh, Shadow Marvel because this guy knows the game. Uh, he does, and he he loves the Avengers. Uh, just disgustingness. We figured out where the shadow part of his name comes from. <laughs> uh, so what you can do is Loki Space Gem and Black Cat. Okay. Loki spins one for Space Gem, move Black Cat within range two, closer to middle of the board. Mm-hmm. And then he spins one power for advanced R&D to give her a second power. Mm-hmm. And then he's got one power to do whatever else he wants. He can go interact with an objective himself. He can go to the middle of the board and I am a god on defense. Loki's fine. Then, last activation, or later in the round, whenever you want to do it, uh, Black Cat's long move after a range two place gets her to within range one of enemy characters that would have interacted with an objective on the center line. Okay. Say that again, but slower. Okay. Black Cat, from after getting moved up range two, yeah. a long move right. gets her not just within range one of the center line but within range one of any enemy character that could have interacted with an objective that starts on the center line. Yeah. Yeah, I see And where then she's got going. two power, which in Avengers is basically three power. Mm-hmm. So she can then steal an extract and have an action left over to do whatever she wants. Seems good. Uh-huh. Seems, Seems good. rude is what it is. Rude. Yeah, we're going to call that play the rude shadow marble play <laughs> yes no i can see that being pretty rude yeah and uh it's definitely something to look out for it seems seems like one of those plays that's like costs a lot and you can kind of you know what i mean like you can kind of like look at it and be like i see what you're doing over there yeah i mean it, it costs one tactic card so there there's definitely an expense to it but and a five threat uh, loki Five threat Loki is great. Five threat Loki is great. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm just saying that's a, that's a choice you got to make. That's a lot. Uh, so Loki still makes an appearance. Absolutely. It's with the mind gem. 
because the space gym play, while fun, it, it's not worth it. The the reposition on enemy models is more important for what this list is doing. Uh, coming in in slot number nine, though, is still Black Cat. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, she's great. I think she's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, the getting real for a second, the fact that her ability to steal an objective is not an action and enchantresses is now is stupid. It needs to be. It's really good. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you because those, those two characters function very differently. Uh, they do, but man, uh, the, the things that black cat can do, uh, she definitely has a harder time getting power, uh, to, to get off the absolute ridiculous stuff that enchantress could do. But, uh, she's really good as a whole. Uh, and even if her job on the table ends up being to stagger a six threat character and run away every turn, that, oh, yeah. that's still more than worth uh, the three threat that uh, she can provide. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not saying that she's not crazy good because I think she is pretty awesome. I'm just saying, I do think that uh, her steal not being an action costing three power, her power gen problems. Plus you want to try to troublemaker as much as possible it's it balances I, out in your opinion i think it ends up being a balancing thing like because in my experience and this is just just me uh, like unless you get some crazy live in the dream scenario it seems like you're actively having to choose one or the other mm-hmm. more often than not and being able to pull off both and you know survive get away all that stuff like comfortably is is something that i've i've personally found hard to do and when I'm playing against it, it's like, okay, well, I'll just take care of this problem. I mean, I'm going to take the kitty out, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I no, see what you're saying, though. It is strong. I'm not and I'm not trying to say it's not strong. And suits out there listening, let me know what you think of that play. Because I don't, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm diminishing the uh, potency of Black Cat. Because she is a very potent character. And I'm not trying to diminish that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's overall a pretty fair balance in terms of the character. But that's just me, and I want to hear what you guys think. Tell me how you really feel about it, Will. I'm putting my foot down, <laughs> Nate, that you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, and then the 10th slot is pretty flexible uh, at this point uh, because we have a, a 6, a 5, multiple 4s, and a couple 3s. Uh it's kind of open. Part of me wants to just include uh, Sam because mm-hmm. he does really well in Steve's Avengers. Uh, another great option is Luke Cage, even Winter Soldier at this point. Yeah. Uh, Baron Zemo has a, a pretty strong case for himself. Uh, man, I, I need like 15 roster slots. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, no, I like that. That sounds like a good roster. And, you know, that 10th slot, there's a lot of different ways you can go. And, let me ask you this, Nate. Are you going to like take this for a spin before going down to the thing, or are you just going to throw it together and go play games? I'll probably take uh, whatever I end up playing. I'll, I'll probably have taken for a, a spin to see if I can make sure I pilot it at least halfway decently. Right. Well, I mean, you heard it here, people. If you're down in Birmingham and Nate doesn't show up with this list that he said right here, you got to call him out and be like, what the hell, Nate? I came prepared to face this list you put together and now all of a sudden you're telling me i'm not facing that that's messed up man 
So you know what? Well, you you tell those Birmingham event organizers <laughs> that even though Juggernaut and Rogue are going to be released, uh, I can't play those at that event. Hey. So I have no idea. That that was my whole plan. I was going to go Brotherhood. I was. I don't know if Rogue is affiliated or not yet, but like keeping those fingers crossed, I was going to rock Brotherhood with Juggernaut, and uh, they're just over here telling me no, I can't do that. Yeah, well, Nate, I'm with you. I personally think you should be able to do it. That's that you know you want my take. Like let's let's just you know everybody out there should definitely be like, what the heck, guys? I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> no, do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean look, to me it's if the model's out, it's 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 ready to play. But I in, in specifically expect. out in that country, uh just because something is released overseas does not necessarily mean it needs to be event legal. Uh you, you want a, a, a balanced playing field where everybody at least has access Absolutely. to the same stuff. And to be fair, Nate, so so when is Rogue, Juggernaut and Gambit and them when when are they coming out? February, uh, I think, like the 11th. Yeah, so that's Friday, right? When's the event? Yeah. Uh, the, the 12th. Oh, okay. So build and paint, yeah, all in one day, or just at least build. At the very least, build. Yeah, so no, I'm I'm on board with that. So then, Nate, if you're, if you're on this train for, for the Birmingham event, what I'm hearing is, come NashCon, if a model releases the day before NashCon, what you're saying is that you're going to allow it. That's what I'm hearing right now. Uh, the the one difference to NashCon to a Saturday event, waffling, uh, and uh, going going deep here is, and the reason we we didn't allow uh, models released the the day before uh, NashCon was because of uh, basically people coming in Thursday night, mm-hmm. not having a, a chance to uh, acquire them for an event that's on Friday. You hear that, Suits? Got him. We got him. You, sure, you got, got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man, I totally get it. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. You definitely want to have the toys, but it is what it is. And I think uh, your list, as it is so far, sounds pretty solid. Now, with something like this, just quickly, what kind of crisis situation are you trying to put together, you think? Uh. Man, I'm I'm here for the brawl anyway, so I probably want researcher. I want gamma. Uh, throw some hammers in there. Let's do Montessi. I love it. Let's see what other secures. That's I tell you, I'm gonna go while you're thinking about that. Mon- Montessi is one of those that I've been playing more of lately. Totally love that crisis, dude. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is cause because you, now like, all of a sudden there's you- there's some subtly stupid stuff you can do with it too. Well, I don't know about the subtly stupid things. I just know that now you've always got to worry about the beam. And one of my favorite phrases is don't set up sweet beams. It's how one many of your times, favorite phrases. How many times did I say that to you in that match we played? Did I? Oh, I guess Ghost Rider. Yeah, you, you, were, you were very concerned about Ghost Rider's beam. That and then when we played in real life uh, here at the tournament in Memphis, I was like, don't set up sweet beams. Like literally everything I did was to not set up vision beams. Yep, pretty much. You were you were very concerned with vision. Yeah. You should be very concerned with vision. He's a great guy. Everybody. Yes, clearly. Uh no, the just some of the stupid stuff you can do, like she if she Hulk has it, special delivery into a beam attack. Oh yeah. You can do that. Venom, when he gets to a snack back on your opponent's turn, mm-hmm. it can be a beam attack suddenly. Yep. Nasty. There's, there's just some dumb stuff you can do. Black Pan or I guess if you're playing uh Midnight Suns or 
uh, Wakanda having the tactic cards to do attacks with it. Ooh, yeah. That's that's the sauce. There are just some weird things that you can do with that one, and it's fun. Oh, 100%, dude, 100%. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Anyways, any other thoughts on your roster before we talk about my roster? No, man. Let's uh, let's talk what you got going on. All right. So, I have two things coming up. We're doing a, a league locally, and I'm just going to rattle this off real quick because it's just more of a fun thing. It's, uh, you know, casual, have some fun league. And I'm going to do my all stealth roster and bullseye. So it's like everybody has stealth except for bullseye. <laughs> and I've got Black Cat, Cassandra Nova, Moon Knight, Mysterio, Mystique, Sin, Spider-Man, Miles Morales version, Gamora, and Wasp. And I was originally thinking about doing Ant-Man, but I actually messaged you, Nate, and you mentioned that outside of Miles, if I don't have Wasp, I've only got one character with something other than physical, so I'm here for it. Well, I guess Cassandra Nova too, but still. Like, I'm I'm about this life, and I think it makes a lot of sense, so I like Wasp here. And if you notice, Wasp, she doesn't start with stealth, but once she gets to her little side, boom, she's stealthed up, so I love it. And then we got Bullseye, like I said. So literally every character, except for Bullseye, <laughs> has stealth and i just i can't wait but i don't know if you did you notice anything in that nate i I rattled it off really fast but did you notice something or maybe a lack of something uh no okay so i have three leaders i've got mystique sin and spider-man you know how many affiliations i can actually run one one which one is that cabal exactly yeah, so when I originally set out to make this list, I was just like, I'm just going to put characters that have stealth, regardless, like it's just going to be non-affiliated, whatever. And I actually took this list for a spin a while back, and I had Viper in there, and I took her out and put Wasp in. And I discovered that I could run Sin Cabal, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be running Sin Cabal then, because why not? <laughs> you might as well. It's a good objective-based uh, objective, or leadership yeah yeah and then my my thought process like is to play sin and mystique as much as possible because i like deception and then i'll have dark rain as my affiliated tactics card and then other than that just kind of go crazy and and try to play as much cassandra nova as possible because i kind of really like the character but i also kind of hate the character (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like you're torn up. Look, I mean, I am I am literally of two minds, pun intended, about it. <laughs> and nice. well, like I think so much of that character's kit works, but then it's just this one little problem, and it's two like defense. two physical defense cannot get power to save her life. Like I've had a problem with it anyway. It's like. Like once she has like a like five power that she can kind of hang on to, like she doesn't really have a problem. But it's like once you've got to get there, and getting there has proven difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I just I I really like Cassandra Nova's kit, and I like playing her, and I like playing around her as like a centerpiece. But I find it hard. You know what? Uh, I need to play into your all stealth roster. What's that? 
Uh, I have recently been challenged to make an Oops All Leader roster. <laughs> well, then. I guess we'll have to set up another battle report, then. Absolutely. Of the, of the jankiest proportions. Of the jankiest proportions, yes. This one is ridiculous, and I'm here for it. And I obviously set up my crisis to be, like, as far away as possible. And then, for whatever reason, when I first put this together which i'm going to change it out i had sword base in there and i was like this doesn't make any sense yeah that, that does not do well for you <laughs> no so i had infinity formula and the uh, extremis and i think i'm going to do the mutant madman because i think the b shape is my best shape yeah no i can see the the b's being good for you the d's also probably pretty good for you because you can just leave bullseye on that back point yep that was also a consideration for me and uh it it just depends like i, I kind of haven't settled on that yet but I think if I do it, I might do Black Order portals to get everybody the power they need. Mm -hmm. And then extracts, we got cubes and spider infected because obviously having more with, I probably am going to be spamming the board. There you go. And then who doesn't love a hammer? Everybody loves hammers. Everybody loves hammers. So that's my stealth jank list that I'm going to be putting out to our upcoming league. It's going to be fun. And what's cool about it, like actually, so I, I just remembered that we don't actually need crises in here because what they're doing is predetermined crises every week just to kind of make it a little bit more kind of newbie friendly because we have a lot mm -hmm. of new players out. And here I come with this ridiculous janky stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm going to like somebody is going to be at this thing that hasn't played a ton of games. And I feel really bad about this. They're going to have like cable or something. And they're going to be like, hey, I'm going to use cable and I'm going to shoot. It's like, you can't see that one. OK, well, what about this one? No, you can't see that one either. Well, yeah, I can. They're right there. I'm like, no, nah, but they're stealth. They're, they're they're invisible right now unless you're within range three. What? Yeah, man. Sorry. Yeah, I, what I about feel this very one over bad here? for the person that like just new comes into it. They play you and just like through the the pure the jank takes effect and they have no idea what's going on and they're gonna walk away from that game thinking that you have like unlocked the game and have some sort of crazy meta list. <laughs> That would be terrible. And they're going to like go home and be like, all right, cool. Surely somebody has talked about how to beat this all stealth list. <laughs> yes. And and no, no one's talked about how to beat it because it's that good. It's impossible to beat. You just can't. Look, Sander Nova's coming for you, dude. Better watch out. <laughs> I'm so excited to play this because it's just ridiculous. It like it. And, and look. Nate, I don't know about you. At the end of the day, that's the kind of thing that, that this game's about is just play, have fun stuff, have fun. Like, you know, there's no quote unquote rules to how you can have fun in this game. Like we sit here as creators and we we're like, hey, you know, do this. This is the best play. That's the best play. play you know, this is cool. Make this happen. This is disgusting. This is crazy. Blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, man, just have some fun. And that's definitely what I'm doing here. Absolutely. That's so, all there is to it, really. Yeah. Speaking of fun, before I get into the final bit of rostery funness that we have going on here, is uh, you and I had a match recently, Nate. That we did. And uh, for those of you that are interested, I think we've mentioned it like six times at this point, but check out Nate's YouTube channel, The Gamers Guild, and uh, make sure to like at least one video, and it's the one with yours truly on it. Make sure to like that one, leave a comment talking about how exceptional my hair is because lord knows it is i look pretty disheveled in that one so 
Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and Vibranium Heist is it's a hard mission for anybody. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not talking about that. We're talking we're not talking about the Vibranium Heist mission that you just destroyed me with and I mean, yeah, it's hard for everybody, but we're talking about the one where it evened our record against one another, Nate. It's uh Midnight Suns versus Spider Foes where I took you to task. Uh A Will took me to task. I don't know if it was you or the person who made the list though. I'm going to go with it was definitely Will Schick. I I channeled Will Schick. He he worked through me to give me good dice rolls. And you know what? You know what? I'm going to go with this. I painted up some models before coming on there because I was like, look, I'm not going to be that guy that puts sad gray minis on the tabletop for a video, even though Hood was still gray because I didn't have time to paint him, whatever. But look... Maybe there's some truth into playing painted gives you better rolls. I don't know, but it seems like at least it helped a little bit. Yeah. Doc Ock was thankful. Yeah, Doc Ock, those few layers of uh, paint protected him on that one defense roll. They did. They did. Little did he know that I painted him vibranium paint. Uh, but yes, Anyways. to the to the listeners, we uh, we had a, a fantastic uh, game that's in the form of a battle report. I've got uh, Midnight Suns, a roster built by Will Pagani, uh, while Will played a list crafted by Will Schick, which was really cool. It was very cool and a very fun battle report. And Nate, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I'm going to spoil it. So, at the very end of the game, I'm up on points, and I need to score, what was it, six points to win? Uh, I had seven. You needed seven to win. I needed seven points to win, and we had cube fragments and spider portals, which was just a crazy setup. And so, if you're doing the math right, that means I needed a, a couple or maybe three secures and a few cube fragments. Well, I was able to kind of get the secures. I had three secures, so I needed four cubes fragments, and I had to kind of figure out a way to get those. And you had set up to have Venom be brought back with a field dressing by Blade. And in one of the the plays that, at the time, I said, I hate it. I hate this play. I get why it exists, but I hate that you can have no activations left. And have a character that's within range to do a field dressing to someone and then they can do it and field dress and boom, all of a sudden you get an activation again. And what was it? I had two activations to go when you had that set up, I think. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, I know I'm kind of talking all weird here, but what I'm saying is, so if I have two activations left or three activations left, even it might've been three to, and you're out of activations and you have a character within range to use field dressing, well, the game's technically not over. Like, your your turns continue. You still take intermittent turns, and you can activate tactics cards on your turn. So what you had set up was for Blade to field dress Venom, and there was really no way I could get to Blade to attack him to prevent that, to daze him or something like that. Mm-hmm. But what you do is 
you just keep alternating turns and then all of a sudden boom you play field dressing you bring back venom you do a thing and if you don't daze the last character i have to activate well then you still get priority yep i hate that <laughs> like uh i i think it's perfectly fine is this all, a, is this like black cat we were talking about earlier sure <laughs> what so explain that that kind of how that works Nate, maybe a little better than I did, because it, it's something that you have to see it on the tabletop, and you have to kind of experience it to really grasp what I'm talking about here. But, Nate, do you have a better way to maybe explain that to the yeah, suits so out there? so let's break it down a little bit further. So uh, you get a turn every single time that your opponent uh, ends their model's activation. They end their turn, and as long as they have another character that they could activate... Uh, they they pass the the turn well they pass the turn to you but if you don't have any characters left to activate and they have no characters left to activate the round just ends instead but if you were out of characters to activate uh, but they still have more characters to activate uh, you get a time frame window where you can still play tactic cards mm-hmm. so this can be everything from like a patch up to disarm uh, whatever you need. Uh, the other card that is significant in this situation is the one we've been talking about, field dressing. Uh, and so you can play field dressing just kind of out of nowhere. And then because it is still your turn and you have not yet chosen a model to activate, if the character you just uh, undazed hasn't activated yet, well, they get a chance to activate. Yeah, and in this case it was Venom who was loaded with power. Yeah, he had like eight or nine power. He was going to go for some snacks. Yeah, he was getting a little hungry. I could see the symbiote kind of writhing around over there. So, anyways, Nate, what did I end up doing there? Uh, Unfortunately, you saw the one play that I didn't want you to see, uh, and that was moving Doc Ock twice to get within range three of Blade and just throw him away short. Yeah, so what you're saying is, Nate, is that you saw it before I did because I don't know if you remember this or not. I had a very eureka moment. Oh, you you had a long turn. You were in the tank. You were trying to figure out how you could get those seven points. You wanted this game to be over. And then you just kind of, the, the moment clicked in your head and I saw it and I was like, ah, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I turned down and looked at my car. I was like, oh crap, Doc Ock has a throw. <laughs> Can mm-hmm. I get there? And, uh, yeah, I, spoiler alert, I was able to get there and uh, throw throw Blade away and secure the victory. But So what you're saying is you saw that play, and you were just going to let me not do it. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, I think at that point you had the game pretty <laughs> locked down after the, the well-laid plans play that ended up dazing, uh, I think you dazed four of my five characters before they got to activate that round or something uh, on that round yeah I don't, like so well laid plans dazed venom and well laid plans dazed moon knight moon outright knight. yeah and then you dazed ghost rider and venom mm-hmm. rocket had to run away didn't do anything because you had disarmed him <laughs> yeah later ended up dying to bullseye uh, yeah that's right and then bullseye. blade gets blade gets thrown out of the way yeah yeah it was wonderful it was, it all all said and done, all at the end of the day though it was a very exciting match, and it's one of those where, you know, it can look grim 
early on because I was definitely not feeling good to start. But my goodness, it turned around good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good time. It's a great game. Yeah, it, it was a good game all in all. Uh, I made a. I think I really only made a mistake. Not like sounding cocky or anything, but me uh me going for that uh the days on doc Ock. there were probably other mistakes there were other mistakes i made a meme about the mistake go watch the battle report it's funny uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. uh but all in all i think that was that was the mistake that cost me the game yeah well yeah it was yeah it was wonderful that definitely is one of those things and you know look dice are going to dice like I always say, and Lord, were the dice dicing hard that night. And it was one of the most fun games I've had. I love it. And now it gets to be on the internet forever. So, yeah. Yep, there it is. There it is, living its life. So, Nate, I think this is where we're going to put a bow on this episode because I want to talk about the roster I'm going to run for uh, Tabletop Simulator League Season 7, but we've got time on that one so we'll talk about that next week i'll say and talk to talk about it with somebody who might actually be participating in the tts league (laughs) well there you go but uh yeah so come back for that suits because we will be discussing kind of uh yeah whatever fun thing i decide to put together spoiler alert we're gonna be bussing i'm just saying there's gonna be some bussing so yeah and uh nate i think we pretty much have figured out what our secret phrase should be wouldn't you agree i i think there's three different ways you could go with it and i have no idea which way you're going oh no i want to know what your three ways are uh i think you could go three box because we talked a lot about that Mm -hmm. i think you could talk about uh well-laid plans or or even just doc ock to to rub your victory in my face a little bit (laughs) yeah or we could talk about uh, Jank Avengers that uh, I ended up throwing together on the spot. Yeah, so we're definitely going Janktown. Okay, Janktown it is. Jank, Janktown is the secret code because not only did you throw together some sweet Avenger Jank fun, I'm running the Jank stealth. Janktown is your secret code. So send us that in a message on Facebook or via email at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Prefer Facebook, though. It's just easier to kind of keep track of everything uh, over if it's all in one area. But if you send me an email, perfectly reasonable as well. No big deal. And, uh, yeah, Janktown is your secret code word for this week for our giveaway. Again, that's going to be Juggernaut, Rogue and Gambit, X-23 and Honey Badger, and Magic and Colossus. So you're getting a ton of stuff for a giveaway and all you gotta do is just listen and like comment subscribe all that stuff on our facebook page for just for funsies but really you listen you get the code and then you leave a comment on the facebook post and boom you have a chance to win and so yeah make sure to check that out and if you're interested you can check out our patreon it's patreon.com slash house party protocol and you can go over there. It's a dollar a month, and you get access to our Discord server, which is super chill. We have a good time over there, not lots of nice discussions, sharing pictures of painting, talking about rosters, talking about the game, talking about everything. We talked about Hitmonkey the other day, which if you haven't checked that out, I recommend if you're over 18 because it's violent, but it's good. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, please only if you're over 18. Yeah, no, it's super good though. Uh, so definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, you know, I uh, I want to say thank you suits out there, and uh, real quick, thank you to the patron suits, the suits of patrons, the the, uh, you know who you are. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I know I say it kind of all the time, but it's really true, and I'm never going to stop saying it. That like y'all are awesome, and I really appreciate it, and. You know, it just, it means so much to me that y'all are out there. And the last thing I'm going to tell you to do, if you have an opportunity, go out and leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps us get noticed by other people looking for crisis protocol content. Make sure to share this podcast if you have an opportunity to, if you feel okay doing that. You know, I don't want to tell you what to do or not, but, uh, you know, if you are interested in doing that, getting the content out there to other new people, because you know we have new people coming into this all the time, and it'd be wonderful if uh, you think that uh, House Prayer Protocol is valuable to you, maybe it'd be valuable to them as well. And I really want to say that I appreciate everyone out there listening. And Nate, for probably the umpteenth time in this episode, where can people find you? Uh, guys, you can find me over on youtube uh, just at the gamers guild and now also uh you can find me on various uh podcast platforms with the gamers guild podcast that's a thing now yes it is highly recommend it's good stuff and i'm uh, excited to see where the future holds for the gamers guild podcast thanks i'm excited yeah it's gonna be a good time and uh one i guess final post postscript is be on the lookout for a merch situation we're going to do. I think what I'm going to do is we have a little merch drop. It's going to be super limited kind of thing just to kind of gauge the interest and then it'll go away and then we'll come back with some more stuff another time maybe. So be ready for that. And then also uh, we're looking to expand some content somewhere. So I'm working on a couple of things right now. So be ready for a little fun announcement, uh, hopefully in about a month or so as I kind of iron out some details. So I'm excited for that. And with that, party on, Nate. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.